0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Tell you, I get no respect. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Come on. Who can remember Rodney Dangerfield? You're all old. All right. Well, 43 years ago, I met a young man by the name of Bill Gibbons. Yes. All right. And Bill, you're listening at home right now. So... uh, You know, I don't know how I'll do, but I don't want to hear any grief from you later. All right, 43 years ago, and uh, at the time, Bill had been saved in his 20s, but he was backsliding, and he was not in a good place. He was drinking, uh, his marriage was in deep duress, and he went to a Bible study, a Bible study that some of us remember, Jack Hartman's Bible study. And Bill, Bill, didn't want to go to that. By the way, he was afraid of what he would encounter, and he encountered just what he was afraid of. But it was a blessing. He was filled with the Holy Spirit, and Bill was really saved at that point. And he then came to work at the same um, uh, firm I was at, insurance agency, uh, at that point in time. And uh, and Bill had two passions. All right, one of his passions was Jesus. So Bill would, would tell you about Jesus anytime he had the opportunity to. His other passion was food. So Bill, if you listened, would give you great detail of the last amazing meal that he had. He would describe the roast beef sandwich, how thinly it was sliced, what was on it, how good the roll was. It was amazing. But most of all, His passion was Jesus. And so you're gonna hear from Bill today via video, and he's gonna tell you a little bit about his story and a little bit about the story he shares with others.
1: Good morning, Shiloh. My name's Bill Gibbons. To those of you who do not know me, um, it is actually a pleasure to be able to be here uh, to share a few thoughts. Uh, Greg and myself, we've had some conversations in the past, about some experiences that I've had uh, that I shared with Greg, and Greg felt that it would be worthwhile to share some of these experiences with you. So I'm pleased to be here with you. So a couple of thoughts. Um, I consider myself an evangelist and an exhorter. Um, And uh, Now, not everybody is an uh, an evangelist. Uh, not everybody is an exhorter. Some people are teachers, some people are prophets, some people are pastors. But I personally believe that everybody in the body should have a sensitivity to be able to share the love of God with their neighbors, people that they know, acquaintances, because that's what the gospel's all about. It means good news. And he placed us here. He kept us here. So when we got saved, we didn't get instantly transported. He kept us here to be able to make and to have an influence in in our neighbors, family members' lives. Now, in many cases, and in some cases, actually, it doesn't happen right away. I know my dad, I was praying for my dad for many years, fasting and praying. It just seemed like an impossibility. Uh, there was patience involved. There was getting in the word and trusting God for that. Um, and, and God actually did bring that to pass. Um, he actually spoke to me in the spirit through a dream. And I prayed and he quickened me uh, with the word of God. And I wrote it down on a letter, which I still have to this day before he became a Christian. I said, thank you, God. I know he's, he's going to be saved. And so that takes effort. What I'm talking about is the opportunity for you to quickly share a few words with people that can actually change their eternal, eternal destiny. Um, so with that, I'm going to share a few things that I've learned over the years on sharing with people. Uh, so here's a basic idea that I've been using lately. Um, And I got this uh, from a television pastor, Robert Morris, Gateway Church. He talked about uh, the four principles uh, of life, that um, it's a foundation of belief that is, how should I say it? It fits the universe we live in. It's the only uh, picture of, of the foundation of the universe. Any other views... Uh, from other different religions just not going to work so he talked about uh, for example why are we here Uh, what is our purpose being here Um, and what and I don't share this with people the third question is how do we discern right and wrong and I don't I've eliminated that question to save time because I have a tendency to go down rabbit trails and the fourth most important question is, where do you go when you die? And he said, that is met in Jesus Christ. So I've taken that for myself and honed it to have brief conversations with people. So I'm a financial planner and I have an opportunity to talk to many people in my field of endeavor. Uh, I'll be calling a company and I'll get information for a client. And I will say to Mrs. Johnson, Mrs. Johnson, I want to thank you today for the great work you've done and giving me this information. Do you have a moment? I'd like to share a couple of thoughts with you that I think would be helpful. It's a great tip if you have the time, if you don't have a lot of calls in the queue. She said, no, I'd love a tip. And then I will proceed and I'll say, well, um, a little bit about me uh, and where this tip is coming from. and, and you can even borrow this uh, if you'd like, depending on if you'd like to do this. I tell people, I say, look, I've had great experience with law enforcement agencies when I was a young man. Uh, I have been arrested by military police MPs. I have been handcuffed and, and arrested by the Maryland State Police. I have been arrested by the Anne Arundel County Police. Um, I have been expelled from high school two years in a row and I faced a judge when I was 18 and he sentenced me to prison for three years. He looked at my folks, he saw that I had a haircut and a coat and tie and he said, hmm, maybe we can work with this kid. If you go back to school, I'll put you on probation. So today, financial planner, happily married for 50 years, I've had my own Christian radio program, interviewed by ABC News affiliate in Manchester, New Hampshire, I said, And I could go on about some other things, but I said from point A to point B, I've learned three vital questions. That if you grasp these questions and really seriously think about them, take them to heart, when the stuff hits the fan in your life, and stuff will hit the fan in your life, um, and it could be very serious at times, you will have three things happen when the stuff hits the fan. You will be confident. You will have a very deep peace. And you will have a knowledge that you will be able to come out of that situation greater than when you went into it because there's a purpose in the stuff hitting the fan that the Lord allowed. Are you interested in that? Many people go, Oh yeah, I can really use that. And I've got my pad pen, and pencil ready, so I get their attention by this, of course. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, so the first question that matters is how did you get here? And people will think, "Ah, mom and dad," and I'm going to go correct. But they were the vehicle, not the source. Would you agree with me that your mom and dad didn't design a the sex of the baby? and the intricacy of the personality traits that you have, such as fingerprints that nobody will ever be the same as you. It says in Psalm 139, We are fearfully and wonderfully made, and you were uniquely designed for a purpose on this planet where you are. You will give an account for that purpose. So that leads us, if you agree with me on that, we'll move to the second question. They'll go, yeah, I'll give you that. Good. So the second question what's the purpose you're here? What is? The, have you ever wondered about that? And people will often say, hmm, no. <laughs> and then I go, that's okay, but there is a purpose. And then some people go, like yesterday, a woman said to me, I've been wondering about that my whole life. Good. And then I tell her, you might want to get a book called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. I, I said, I've read that book cover to cover seven complete times. I'm on my eighth time through that book. You can get that book at Amazon.com and you can read the 5,000 or 25,000 reviews, five-star reviews. And I personally have had experience, uh, people calling me, they tapped me to be a moderator at my church for a seven-week course on this uh, book. And uh, so people would come up to me and call me and email me, Bill, you wouldn't believe the miracles I've been having since I bought this book. And I said, so, and the Lord just revealed to me recently, he said, Bill, do you know why that is? And I said, no, Lord. He said, it says in the word, draw nigh to me, and I'll draw nigh to you. And when I and when they draw nigh to me, and I draw nigh to them, I bring my complete fullness when I draw an eye to them and miracles begin to happen. I said, wow, that's pretty cool, Lord. Uh, So now we're going to get on to the third question. And the way I set it up, I go, do you have your seatbelt on? Do you have the shoulder straps really tight? This is the third most important question you'll ever answer. Are you ready? Yes. And I say, now where do you go when your heart stops? My cousin George got on a sled and met a pen two weeks before Christmas. He was eight years old. He got on a sled. Kid got on top of him and they went down. And by the time the sled stopped, George was gone. He had an embolism or an aneurysm, I guess my sister corrected me this morning. <laughs> it's an aneurysm, Bill. Okay, whatever. But it exploded in his heart. And he was gone before the sled stopped. That happens to people. A good friend of mine, a lawyer, and a client of mine dropped in his driveway, 54 years old, gone. People will have a heart attack or somebody will run a red light. And and it, and it, it just happens. So here's my question. Here's the third question. Had you died a month ago, where would you be today? Boy, that's a good question. I'd like to hope I'd be in heaven. I said, okay, there's a 20-foot angel at the gate when you die. And he said, now, Roberta, why should we let you into this kingdom where there's no more sorrow, no more death, no more tears, no more suffering forever and ever? What would you tell that 20-foot angel? Boy, that's a good question. I, I lived a good life? and. Eh. I'm sorry that's not good enough and you probably did but see if you lived a good life when Jesus was sweating blood in the garden asking his father to take that cup from him so he wouldn't have to face the Roman cat of nine tails the nails, the pounding, the crown of thorns or separation from his father he would have said no do what Roberta did (laughs) nobody's good enough Roberta and uh, I said, now, here's the que- here's another question. I'm sneaking in, and it's actually four. Roberta says in Matthew 18, Jesus said this. He said, whenever two or more are talking about Jesus Christ, he's actually sitting right next to you, Roberta. So Jesus says to you, Roberta, I have a wonderful plan for your life. I ordained this phone call today because I want to come into your heart. I want to take away all your sins. I want to lead you and guide you and show you how to miss things. And I'm not going to deliver you of problems, Roberta, but I'll be with you in every problem. What would you tell Jesus, Roberta? And Roberta usually says, yes, I want that. And I lead her to Christ. I say, repeat this after me, Roberta. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my heart. Take away my sins. Take away my sins. Lead me and guide me and give me courage to live this new life in Jesus' name. And she says the same thing. And she says, Bill, thank you for sharing these things with me today. I had one woman say to me, this is very timely, Bill. I have an MRI scheduled right after work. I had another woman hand me (laughs) my roast beef at the deli counter. There was nobody else there. That's why I was able to share this with her. She started crying when I got to purpose. I said, what's the matter? She said, Bill, I've been planning on committing suicide. And I said, oh, no, we're going to pray. So you're going to get many different responses, but it's a non-confrontational way because, A, you're asking permission Can I share something with you? Would you be interested in these three questions? So when the stuff hits the fan, you'll be confident, have a deep peace, and you'll know you're greater coming out of it than coming into it. I have a platform from which I speak. I've been sharing this with people for years, and I recently came out of an MRI at Dartmouth, and the MRI technician said to me, Bill, I have an ambulance bed over there. You need to get into that ambulance bed uh, because you have a serious problem, uh, an aneurysm in your head. It's bleeding. We need to get you to the hospital. And I look, Ron, straight in the face with a smile. Ron, I've been preparing for this moment my whole life. I'm solid, Ron. And uh, he was shocked. And uh, So anyways, I ended up leading the ambulance driver to Jesus Christ before he left the hospital. It's a wonderful life. It really is. And uh, so it scares some people. So a couple of thoughts as I wrap up here. Um, the first thought is fellowship with God, prayer and Bible study. This is vital to hone your gifts, to be able to, have the privilege to share this with people and it is indeed a privilege to be able to share Jesus Christ with the lost. Two, the baptism of the Holy Spirit it just filled me with a new power. Uh, people were staying away from God by the thousands when I was trying to win them to Christ. As a, as a Baptist, I didn't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he filled me with the power and, and he speaks to me and leads me in my conversations with people uh, and he wants to gift you to be able to lead people to him for that's the reason why Jesus died three there's more joy in heaven when one person accepts Jesus Christ get that more joy in heaven amongst the angels when a woman in Walmart sh- said the sinner's prayer with me and she said this sounds too good to be true I want that isn't that amazing and you have a privilege to be able to do that and the last point that I want to make do not try to become Bill Gibbons God help you if you do (laughs) God will use your personality to reach people with your personality, that people won't even listen to me, but they'll listen to you because you are fearfully and wonderfully made to reach that person that God made. Um, that's it.
0: Isn't he just a great guy? He is. By the way, I think he's up to three people now that have given their life to Christ as a result of his uh, sharing throughout the time. I love the end of that where Bill said, don't try to be me. And, you know, I was thinking about this, asking the Lord, what do I share after that? Because that's a powerful, powerful series of just great information and, and and just impactful, heartfelt information. And so I thought about this. I said, you know, the Lord kind of prompted me this way. If I were to have met with each of you prior to the service and and asked you this, would you be willing to share the gospel, the, the love of God in your life, the change that he's made? Would you be willing to share that with someone that doesn't know the Lord or someone that has backslidden and fallen away from the Lord? You know, I think that the vast majority, if not every one of you that are Christians, would say, of course I'd be willing to share that. But you know what the interesting thing is, if you look at statistics, very few of us do. Hardly ever. Maybe never in a powerful way that allows someone to really want to be where you are. And and I don't believe that's because we don't care, we don't want to. I think sharing the gospel sometimes is, is difficult, because while everyone says they'd like to, very few people do. Now, Now we'll say, you know, well, God's blessed me, or God bless you, or, you know, we'll make a, a, a quick one-liner. But, but many times, I know in my life, I didn't come to the Lord because of a quick one-liner. I came because people really invested in me and sat down and looked me in the eye and talked to me about the gospel. I didn't respond by getting saved by the first person that did that. Sometimes it's just planting seeds that ultimately that person comes to know him the way that we would desire. You know, we have neighbors and friends and family and coworkers that we care about. And and yet, sometimes we care too much about offending someone. We care too much about feeling awkward. You know, The Bible says this, no man cometh to the Father except he draw them, right? So it doesn't take a lot of probing to find out whether someone's being drawn by the Lord. It's not being drawn by you. You know, when Bill asked that question, what he didn't tell you is a number of people will say, no, (laughs) I'm not interested in the questions. Or they interrupt him midway and say, you know what, no offense, this is not something I really want to get into. But you know what, that doesn't deter Bill at all. Because he thinks about all the people that said the things he said. So here's what I'd like to share with, with those of you that, that answered those two questions similarly to the way I said. You know, the only thing that I have to share with people is my story. I love the way Bill said, you can use mine if you want. <laughs> so, but I have my story. It, it's peculiar to me. And let me tell you this story. So Mike and Sue Shaughnessy. All right. So Mike, you know, was a very outward sinner. I mean, he was you know you didn't if you knew mike he was a sinner so anyway he came to know the lord and and that was kind of something that was was great but but that was something that was just obvious and sue on the other hand when when mike wanted her to get saved i mean sue's comment was save from what you know i know god i'm i got a great life i'm doing fine and she saw no reason to go through this elaborate i'm going to pray this prayer repeat after me type thing and so she didn't for a while, but then ultimately she did. And her testimony was a different one. It was, I thought I had it all together. I, didn't, I wasn't in a crisis. I never got arrested. You know, I never took drugs. I, 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 you know, I just hadn't had a lot of that trauma that I hear people have. But what she would have told you if you were there, and what she'll tell you today, is it changed her life dramatically. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to have a story like Bill had. You don't have to share that kind of a story. Just share your story. And Bill said the right thing. He'll put people in your path, but here's the deal. You've got to be willing to ask the question. So, you know, my question always is, hey, just kind of curious. From a a spiritual standpoint, you know, from a religion, because that's what they use that term, where do you, what's up with you? Do you go to church? Do you do, you do this? I, I just that just comes easy, you know, because most people know I go to church, or or I'll say something like, "Hey, you know, one of the things that really has impacted my life is is my my Christianity, my belief in God." I'm just kind of curious where you are. You know, something that's important to me. I, I just would like to, I'd love to ask that question, find out, and that begins the conversation. I don't know what you do, but you know what you should do. You should ask God, "What do I do? How do I do that?" And I guarantee you. It's tough to get those words out initially. But once you do, if God's drawing that person, you'll be shocked at the outcome. You know, you'll change the course of people's lives. So those are the questions for those of you sitting here today that you know Jesus. Someone took that time or somehow you were brought into the kingdom through the efforts and energies of someone. That's normally the way it occurs. But this is my key question for the day to those of you here today and and to those of you that are out there listening to this. And that is this. Did you think that Bill Gibbons was talking to you? you? Did you think that those questions were critical to you? You see, you probably would never, most of you, would not have a chance to meet Bill Gibbons and have him go through that, but you did today. And see, I believe, and this is what I've been praying for, for today, I know there's at least one person, but I believe there are a number of people that you listen to those questions and you said, you know, I do want, I do want that peace. You know, I do want to know my purpose. I do want to know that when I leave this earth, I'm going somewhere really, really good. I listen to a lot of this type of, of information and, and I, I kept getting drawn, but there was a day, a specific day, where I got down on my knees and said, Jesus, I need you. This was my prayer. If you're real, then change my life. And God changed my life dramatically. I don't quite have his story, but I got quite a story. But it doesn't matter what, what my story is. It matters what... What the fact you're going to have a story now. So if you're here today, I believe this is your day if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is so easy, we miss it. It's a prayer away. Jesus made this comment. He said, Father, he was talking to his father. He said, Thank you for hiding this from the intellectual and worldly wise and revealing it to children, not children, little children meaning childlike faith, childlike, not having thought it all out and figured it all out, but just by faith said, Lord, I need that peace. I need to understand purpose. I need to know where I'm going. So today, this is your day. This is your day. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes for a moment. If you're at home, please listen to to what God has to say to you. Father, right now, there are people here. There are people out there that, that they need this moment that, that I experienced, that Mike Shaughnessy and Sue Shaughnessy and Barb Hyers and I could name everyone in this room. Lord, we didn't know you. We didn't we didn't we didn't believe that you were the powerful God. Jesus, we never accepted you. But that moment in time we did and things changed. Lord, I've never. Talk to someone who genuinely accepted you and declared you as their Savior that came back to me and said, you know what? This whole thing is a bunch of bunk. It doesn't work. Lord, I haven't. So, Lord, I I pray right now for that one or those many that today they have a chance to answer those questions with this resounding acceptance of you, Jesus. So, Lord, I'm going to ask that right now as I pray this prayer, like Bill leads so many in, that you would bring people to share in this joy of of their salvation, that, that they would pray this prayer with me. But most importantly, they pray it with you, Holy Spirit. And their life would change starting today. So if this is you, if this is your day, just repeat this prayer as I pray it. Father God, I come to you today. Lord, I need something in my life. And today I heard that something is you, Jesus. So I come and I accept you. I believe you will forgive my sins. I believe that you will change my life. I need you in my life. I believe in you. I believe that you are able to do what I've heard today. I thank you. I pray in your name, Jesus. Is anyone here today that you said that prayer? This is your day. You've either never met Jesus or maybe someday someday in the past you did, but you are far from God today. Would you raise your hand? Would you raise your hand? Yeah. Yes. Raise your hand today if that's you. Yes. Anyone else? This is your day. This is your day. Come on. There's, yes, Lord. Anyone else? Are you out there today? Have you heard this? And, and I can't see you right now, but you've raised your hand. I want to say congratulations. This is the day, and for all of you here, this is the day that your life changes. This is the day that things turn a different direction for you. So I have a, an offer for you today. If you raise your hand just now, I'm going to offer you two books. First of all, I'm going to offer you the Purpose Driven Life. Yes? Make sure I get that name right. And, and I'm going to offer you this, which is called Living in Christ. If you're here today, you can pick up this today. I, I didn't hear from God to offer the other book until yesterday, so I couldn't get them. All right? But I will get them. All you have to do is either let me know today, and it'll be here next Sunday when you come, or... You can email me, even if you're here, you can email me if you don't get to talk to me today, ed at Church. ed at Church. If you can't remember that, call Shiloh, and they will get your name, and I'll have it for you next Sunday or any Sunday that I can get it to you. So if you're out there and you want this, email me. We'll give you the Living in Christ book and also the Purpose Driven Life by um, Rick Warren. This is an awesome day for a number of you that just raised your hand and for you out there. So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness to bring those to you that you have to come to you. I thank you for Bill, for his faithfulness, Lord, in, in sharing what you have, have shared with him and he shared with so many others. I pray for us as, as Christians that we would have a new sense of empowerment and conviction to share this gospel. Lord, to take that awkward step and bring, Lord, just bring people into the understanding and the wonderful life that you've given us. Lord, I I pray for those, all of us in Jesus' name. Amen. If you raised your hand, I'd love, if you have time today, I'd love to be able to give you this book. We'll get you the other one. I'll get your name. Uh, But have a blessed Sunday. We love you all. Go forth. Go forth. Yeah, amen to that. Amen.